welcome to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, well-being and relationships. And today my very special guest is Babs Fashasin. Babs is a business leader, strategy and innovative expert who leverages the power of brands to secure competitive advantage. He is the author of Cracking the Life Code and the founder of CrackingTheLifeCode.com, a platform that helps growth seekers achieve total life mastery. So welcome, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. And thank you for the great work you're doing on this podcast. Oh, no worries. Thanks. Thank you for yeah being here and sharing what you've got to share. So why or what what was your backstory? How did you kind of get into this? Well, I mean, honestly, as a as a young kid, I was a very I was an introvert. And so I spent a lot of time with myself and in my thoughts. And so uh, very often I was isolated by choice, just as, a, as an introvert kid. And I'm first of three boys. So there are the other two boys are very outgoing and very, so they're always together and having fun while I am indoors. One day I, I uh, walked in and met my mom crying in the living area. And I asked her why she was crying. I, and she told me, hey I had just received the bad news from my mom and even worse because she was not able to provide help for her mom at the time that broke my heart um and I decided I was going to live my life in such a manner that I am able to provide help to everyone that I care about when they need it and so that's been the driving force for me. Um, and so I can, I began this journey where I just wanted to understand what, what else did life have to offer at the time beyond the immediate circumstances around it, my, you know, upbringing. Yeah. I realized that I was born at a time when there was a lot of war and destruction in Africa. And um, it was gloom. It was just um, left and right. It was, it was sad. It was poverty and all that. But mm-hmm. I wanted... I knew there had to be something more to life than all that I experienced. So I began to research, I began to learn, I began to dig. I was very blessed um, to have a mom who is a library scientist. And so she had access to lots and lots of books. And so she would bring books home um, on, upon my request. And of course, sometimes without my request, bring a lot of books home and so because I was pretty quiet and I spent a lot of time with myself I had the opportunity of reading a lot as I began to read I exposed my mind to a lot of information uh, and there was only one thing I was really looking for what other way could I live a better life than the current life that I live that's all I was looking for and as I grew and continued to read I realized uh, when I was in college that 
there was a fundamental difference between really successful people and not so successful people. And the one difference that I realized and you know, found out pretty quickly in my college days was the mindset. So I realized that mindset was the primary difference between you know, really successful people and the not so successful people. And that time, I figured I would jump into this whole mindset thing and begin to explore. What does it take to change my mindset? How do I begin to work on my mindset? How do I shift my mindset from my current situation to um, this, the destination that I want to get to? And that's where the whole journey of personal growth started for me. That's where I began this whole personal development thing. And I began to practice a lot of different exercises to help shape my mind, to help improve my mind, to nourish my mind and ensure that my mind can be so positive and so powerful to help me get to where I need to be. And I'm very grateful today that I was able to break all of those barriers. I was able to, you know, create the life that I really am really happy and proud of today because I began that journey of personal development and I began to work on my mindset. Today, I am where, I'm, where I am today. Yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. And I think especially back then, I'm not saying you're old, but <laughs> but back then, it wasn't really spoken about like personal development and self development. So going down that route as well was probably a completely different area to what most of your friends were going the route. Yeah, was. most most of my friends were writing down the lyrics of songs or raps and songs. Um, it was the thing then everybody had a songbook, you know, where they, they wrote down, they played the cassettes. It was the days of cassettes and they, they would listen to the songs and they would write the, the lyrics down and everybody would exchange lyrics in school. Uh, but I did not exchange lyrics because I didn't listen to music, but I spent most of my time reading books uh, because our goals were very different at, at, at at that time in life for me i just didn't want my mom to cry ever again yeah wow that's amazing that's that's horrible for you in a way because you're taking all of her trauma as well and bringing it into you not really knowing that you are doing that but in a way that you, your energetics are sucking that into you so then you need to find a way to release that and also release hers as well and then what what is your book about that you've written about yeah, so after 20 years and plus of, you know, personal development journey, I decided it would be unfair for me to consume all of these information and knowledge that I did from books, the books that I read, and not have anything to give back. So I have learned a lot through the course of my journey. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of trial and error. I've learned a lot of lessons. And, you know, I thought it was important to you know, condense all of these lessons and all of these um, knowledge that I've acquired over time to, into a book that could then help some other person navigate life easier and better. I like to say that life does not come with a manual, so it's imperative to crack the life code sooner than later in life. So for me, I decided to write this book, Cracking the Life Code, to help anyone who might be looking to navigate different areas of their life. And my primary focus on the book was the mindset, habits, and behaviors that are necessary for personal success. And I explored six areas of life. I explored personal growth, spirituality, um, career, 
business, relationships, health and wellness. These are key areas of my life that I looked into when I was looking to change my mindset. And I thought these are critical areas that everyone needs to you know, pay attention to, including finance. I think I missed that. Yeah, no, they are definitely. And I think if you haven't got one right, then another one will be out of sync. So that's that's right. They all need to be. So what would would personal development mean to you? So would that be journaling or meditation or yoga kind of things like that? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Anything that helps to that helps me to grow um, daily, personally. Um, So will it be reading? Will it be uh, mindfulness? Will it be meditation? Will it be journaling? journaling? I have found over time that some of the difficult times that I've, I've had in life, journaling has helped me a lot. Again, as a person who's very, who spends a lot of time with myself, um, I spend a lot of time putting my thought down on paper and I realize that writing my thought down has been very helpful for me. I have advised a lot of friends also to try journaling. It's re- really, really therapeutic. Yeah. And actually, I had a friend who uh, came to me about it and she said, well, what if my because mine's relationship. So she said, mm-hmm. what if my uh, my friend or my, I don't know, partner, I suppose. What if my partner read my journal, read my thoughts and I'd be like, well, it, they shouldn't do. You should trust that they shouldn't do. But if they do, then maybe you need to write it at a friend's house or something like that. So what would you say to someone that is scared to write something down, but they need to get that out of their head to get all of their thoughts out of their head and onto paper, but they're actually worried that their partner might see what they're reading? Uh, you know, I, I've interestingly had a lot of people, you know, have this type of question mm-hmm. for me. And I, I think firstly, we probably need to back up a little bit um, and understand that when we're getting into a, a relationship, we need to establish certain boundaries. For instance, one of the boundaries is if 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 something is extremely personal to me and I want to keep it personal, my partner should respect that. Mm-hmm. So I, for instance, don't go into my partner's phone to India phones we would I mean exchange phones every now and again to do stuff to take pictures to whatever read a message or whatever but I don't go snooping I don't go into people's uh, private you know materials without their permission and so I think firstly our partners or the whoever we are with in a relationship needs to understand that it's a thing of respect when a person you know this is really private and personal you should really respect that and not go there but then in a situation where we have we don't have those boundaries in the relationship what we probably want to do is maybe find a way uh, and you don't want to make it seem like you're hiding anything from your relationship from your you know your boyfriend spouse partner whatever you want uh you whatever um you call your significant order um you don't want to seem like you're hiding anything from them. So what you want to do is be open about it. Hey, this is my journal. However, it's very private, very personal, and I'd like to keep it personal. Are you able to not get into it? Or I will keep it in a safe place. Is that okay? And I think with you know mutual respect, the department should understand that. So yeah, I would say keep it safe, keep it away, but don't make it seem like a secret then it becomes a problem. So you want to talk about it and let them know it. If, In fact, you could show them, but then let them know that you want the utmost respect for this material and you don't want them to access it. So you would keep it in a safe place, maybe keep it somewhere else outside of the immediate home. 
Yeah, oh, I love that, definitely. And if someone's just getting into it as well, would you say journal for an hour or journal for five minutes? What's kind of a good starting base? Really, I, I, I've never really considered time when it comes to journaling. Like, I, I don't journal for a certain amount of time or I just, so it's, it's, a, it's an exercise for me where I just sit calmly and quietly in my thoughts and take a little moment to write out my thought. Now, that, that varies per day. Sometimes I get that done in 15 minutes. Sometimes I get it done in 30 minutes. Uh, it just depends on first the flexibility of my schedule and then my uh, uh, just the, the amount of thoughts that I have. So some people like to journal at night at the end of the day. Uh, I like to journal in the beginning of the day. The morning is my most productive um, time of day. So I use my morning in that way. So I, I would say, but like every other muscle, uh, like like muscles in the gym, you have to start small and grow. So it's okay to start small. If you're only able to journal for five minutes a day, that's fine, you know, baby steps. But then as you continue to enjoy the, this practice of journaling, you will not even need to look at the time sometime. You will just get lost and consumed in that entire exercise and not think about the time. But yeah, it's okay to start five minutes and then grow from there. Yeah, perfect. That's really good. And now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Have you heard Paradise Movement is expanding? Our app has launched and it has been carefully crafted for those who are beginning your spiritual journey and seeking support, far along in your spiritual journey and looking for expansion, feeling alone, lost or curious about your healing self or purpose, need support but are unsure of where to find your truth and are looking to challenge yourself to grow within wellness or spirituality. Are you drawn to crystals, chakras, astrology, manifestation, shadow work, energy healing, spirit guides, meditation, EFT tapping, Chinese medicine, or any other alternative healing method? We have a group of insightful healers who have prepared courses and programs chosen just for you. Our focus is on making spirituality and wellness accessible, easy to find, and for every stage of your journey. We are here to help you feel loved, inspired, aligned, connected, grounded, intuitive, supported, in harmony, free and expanded. So come over to the Paradise Movement app and download it for yourself, for you to feel good about yourself. It is available on the Google Play Store and on the Apple App Store. Your future self will thank you. So go and download it now. Trying to form a habit for your personal development, how would you kind of go about that? So you're bringing in your six fundamentals, but how can you actually use them as a habit to try and do it every single day? So when I started for me, um, people often ask me why I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. And I've done this for over 20 years. It started really, it started really with my dad asking me to, uh, it's a practice he primarily loves to do so he wakes us up whenever it's exam examination time in school he wakes us up one hour before our usual time and tells us listen if you wake up an hour earlier and you read before you go to school you're more likely to do better than other kids in school who haven't put an hour extra so we started waking up at 5 a.m so that's where it started in high school for me but then when i went into college i just kept the same 
behavior, the same habit. And after college, I just continued that way. So for me, I go to bed around 8.39 p.m. and I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Now, when I think about how I incorporated the other areas or the other habits into my personal growth journey, since I realized that the first four to eight hours of my day is the most productive time of my day. Mm -hmm. And I decided that not a single person else other than me deserves that time of my day. So what I do is, even though I have a job to go to, I wake up at four and four to eight is for me. And so within four to eight, I do everything that I want to do that is for me, not for a job, not for uh a cause that I'm supporting, not for anything external, I give the first four hours to me, dedicated to me. That's when I do my journaling. That's when I go to the gym to work out. That's when I, you know, do my meditation. That's when I do, you know, read if I need to read. So, but I started slowly and then now it's become second nature to me. It doesn't matter where I am at 4 a.m. My body is already up. So, but I started slowly, one thing at a time. I started journaling and then I added meditation and I added working out one thing at a time. Really, that's how to form a habit in general. You have to start small and do one habit at a time. And then you add another habit and then you add another habit as you go. So that's really been and then over 20 years, I really don't think about it anymore. It's just like out of play for me. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think especially when people have children as well, you can easily do that. Might not be four hours because, yeah, between four and eight, well, my my kids get up at six. But if I was to do it, I would have two hours because I would get up at four until six. That would be my time. But I think a lot of people as well, especially when you've got children, need this time on your own because you're, you, you are... I don't know, you're giving yourself to so many different people at so many different times all day that actually you then don't actually have time for yourself. So by doing that, which is incredible, and you've found obviously in 20 years that that has grown so much. I think you grow as a person as well and you change as a person because you're just self-developing all the time. And no matter what happens, you are constantly changing, developing on every level. That's right. I, you know, it's very interesting that you said this about um, being a mother and having kids. Frankly, one of the things, one of the major reasons I built this habit for myself is because I saw my mom being the first person to wake up every day in the house and the last person to go to bed. She took on the burden of everybody. She wanted to be the best wife. She wanted to be the best mom. She wanted to be the best sister, the best cousin. So she gave a lot of herself to everybody else and didn't quite pay a lot of attention to herself. So while she was working full-time, running three different businesses, you know, trying to help in church and being very active in church and being, you know, and being a good daughter and being a good sister and all that, she didn't, she put everybody above her and she was the least on her, on her list. And ultimately this often catch up, would often catch up with us. So finally somewhere in her mid forties, she, she got sick. Okay. So that affected her health really badly. And I learned also from that experience that it's okay to, you know, to 
focus on me and give me some time. That's why I started my day by focusing on me so that when I feel myself up, I would be able to feel or to pour into others through the rest of the day. But I want to start the day with me. Yeah, and so many people, especially with what's happened in the last couple of years and people just needing to work, work, work all the time and thinking that they need to work constantly, they do then burn the candle at both ends or they just feel that they they can't continue anymore and then you get burnout. But you then feel, I suppose it's like from a self-help point of view, you think I can't do that because I can't sit down for five minutes and have a nice cup of tea because someone needs me or I need to get back to this email and it's constantly like that all the time but actually if you just take five minutes or even more than that out of your day so much more comes from that so you're not actually being lazy at all by bringing that into you you are coming from a place of full up like your cup your cup is full up not half full that's right and you know it's important to mention that there's, there's no reason to feel guilty if you're taking out time for yourself it's really okay to take time for yourself because sometimes there is that guilt that, oh, I could be spending this time with my kids. I could be doing something for the kids. You know, it's okay. There's no need to feel guilty that you're taking a quick moment for yourself because you always need to recharge. You always need to refill. And interestingly, what happened over the past two years with COVID is a lot of people have come to realize that this job that they pay so much attention to, that they give, that takes over their life, they could lose this job in at the blink of an eye you know this job could be taken away very easily and so people are now realizing that oh wow so this job that I give so much of my life to really can be snatched away from me in 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 a microsecond so really should I be paying attention to things that you know my career which I mean everybody should but what should be taking a lot more of my time should it be me or my family or my career and all that. So their people are now beginning to reevaluate what those priorities should be. Yeah, definitely. And going back to boundaries, do you think everybody should have a boundary, especially with work-life balance or even self and personal care development? Yes, everyone needs balance. Balance is important. As a matter of fact, balance is what keeps us going because if we don't have balance or boundaries, sorry, if we don't have boundaries, what will happen is we would always be out of sync. Uh, we can't maintain balance without boundaries. So boundaries help us to maintain balance. So what we want to do is we need to set boundaries in every area of our life. Work-life balance needs, needs boundaries. Finances need boundaries. For instance, you have to set a boundaries for ha- a boundary for how much you can spend within a month or within your income. You know you have to spend a certain amount of money. It's boundary. You have to determine um, boundaries in your relationship. You have to determine boundaries with family, boundaries with you know siblings. And when we have all these boundaries, we also need to teach others to help us honor and respect our boundaries. So we we should be very comfortable with saying, no, that's a boundary I would not cross. It's okay to say, no, I can't do that. Or no, not at this time. That's how to set boundaries and help people respect those boundaries. When we have the boundaries in place, yes, it helps us to maintain balance and remain sane. Yeah, because actually a couple of weeks ago, I had a client who was 
who we were trying to establish her boundaries. And then she said, oh, no, I can't do that because I feel then someone who she was talking about is going to dislike me. And I said, no, you need these boundaries, whatever it was, I can't remember, but you need this boundary. And so what if they don't like that? You need to set that boundary. If they don't like it, then that is not your person to be with or whatever. That's true. That That's absolutely correct. Um, one of the things that I would appreciate a person who comes to me stating very clearly what their boundaries are. That way, I know that this, this person actually is interested in balance and this person is interested in growth. If I don't even want to deal with a person who doesn't have boundaries at all, because that means they would be tossed around by every wind that comes, you know. So I think boundaries are very important and they're healthy for relationships. Definitely. And do you find if you bring personal development into your life, your mindset, your work, life balance, everything like that, that you become stronger as a person? Definitely. In fact, I was at, I was at a fire, fireside chat very recently about my book with a group of professionals and they were asking me a lot of questions and I was responding to the questions. And as I was responding, something just hit me and that's the thought that, wow, the quality of my responses to these questions have really, really grown. Mm -hmm. And that's from 20 years of personal growth. And I think about some of the questions and the responses that I'm giving. And I thought about how I would have responded to these questions 15 years ago, 10 years ago may have been very different. So I feel like I'm a better person. I, I feel like I'm a wiser person, healthier person, stronger person. And I built not only strength, physical strength but mental strength emotional strength um psychological strength so now i have the ability to have to foster stronger relationships the ability to even rebuild broken relationships the ability to strengthen my current relationships because i have grown over time i have built emotional intelligence you know and now i'm able to utilize that i have grown in terms of empathy now i have empathy for people that i interact with every day you know and i i'm able to see other people's point of view that's how i've gotten stronger and i've evolved over time so yes yeah, I think a lot of people need that as well. They need to form this back to boundaries again, form this boundary with yourself. And if you have, I don't know, like a friend relationship or a family relationship that is kind of toxic, go into yourself and really figure out why you feel this is toxic and get rid of all the self-doubt because half the time you're worrying about what they're saying. And I've been through this for years. I went through this with a family member and now it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I did set a boundary with my, with my brothers a while ago. Um, I realized because we live on different continents, mm -hmm. they would message me any time of day and I could be sleeping they would just call me i'm a light sleeper and that would wake me up so after many years of struggling and thinking what do i how do i address this i love my brothers i want to hear from them i want to talk to them yeah i care for them but how do i manage this situation so one time uh, i decided hey i'm going to set a boundary here and here's what i'm going to do for my brothers i'm going to tell them from this point on do not contact me via text message or phone calls, except it's an emergency during the week. Now, I want to see you 
your messages and your phone calls on weekend. I'm going to dedicate a lot of my time to you on weekends, but during weekdays when I'm busy with work and life and all that, I don't want to get pet just simple messages from you, you know, at different odd times of the day. Yeah. So my brothers struggled with that for a little bit. We're like, what are you talking about? What, like now I have to take permission to talk to you, you know? <laughs> you know, we went back and forth and they tried it a few times and I ignored it and I reminded them of the boundary. Now it's been what, maybe five or seven years, actually seven years now since we've had this boundary and it's been very smooth. So Sundays I spend hours on the phone with them, talking to them and catching up, but then that's it until next weekend, except it's an emergency. Yeah, that's really good. And I think you are strong for doing that. And some people, especially just getting into this, would be like, oh, no, I don't know, because I might hurt that other person. But then that comes from doing personal development and being strong enough to put yourself forwards, because a lot of people won't do that. And actually, I struggled with that for years. But until you actually think, no, actually, I don't care now. This is my life. This is how I'm going to live it we're not on this earth for very long at all and yeah why waste that time but then you think oh i'm going to upset them they're not going to like me but then that's more inner work so you then need to figure out why you're feeling this way and then again it doesn't matter once you've got rid of all that it's it's fine that's true absolutely (laughs) i love that definitely and um what are kind of two behaviors that you would put into place right now for the first, if someone's just starting their personal development, what would be two things that you could start immediately? Well, start reading. The the simplest way for me, well, that's how I started. Um, Start reading, either reading a physical book or reading an audio book or listening to an audio book. You want to just First, get books that are very inspiring, books that are positive, books that talks about habits, that talk about mindset. Those are the types of books you want to quickly start reading. I would say form the habit of reading very positive, inspiring books first. Second thing you probably want to do also is find a way to eliminate every negative thoughts or negative toxic relationship. So that's another thing you want to do immediately. And you can do it because the power of choice, you can choose to do it. So you want to surround yourself with positivity. So when you wake up in the morning, what you want to see should be positive. So you have the control over your environment. So create your environment in a way that it speaks to you and it speaks positivity to you. These are very simple exercises you can do. It can just be changing the colors, changing the the plants changing or bringing in some plants if you don't have already have some you know it could just be maybe having some really bold and positive statements that you can see when you go to the refrigerator you know find find a way to build your immediate environment what you see when you come into your space make it very positive and inspiring that's the first two things that i think we can start with Oh, I love that. Yes, definitely. And where can we find you? What's your website or where do we find your book and your social media channels? Yeah, thank you. Books are sold everywhere. Books are sold. Uh, Amazon is is one of the very easy way to access my book. Um, it can also be accessed on crackinthelifecode.com. Crackinthelifecode.com is the website. I'm always active on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, name it, and I'm there. Excellent. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. I totally appreciate it. 
Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. Thank you.